Hello and welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. We are here in the studio. We decided to talk a lot about winter and the darks, darkness. Mm-hmm. Isolation of experience, boredom, movies, Loneliness. Books. We we tied a bunch. We started a bunch of strings in the beginning. So yeah. hang with us. It seems very sporadic, but we, we tie it all very well together at the end. This is a deep one. So this is a very prepare deep Prepare your ears, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope you enjoy the cast. Here we go. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Mr. Uga Chaka. Yeah, that's John over here. And you got Sean. Just listen to Hooked uh, Hooked by a Hooked feeling? on You. Hooked on a Feeling. Hooked on a Feeling. By Blue Suede. Great band. Great soundtrack. Gardens of the Galaxy. Which, Sean, you haven't With seen. With Chris Pratt. I yeah. love Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Did you ever see his speech to the MTV... Teen choice yeah, I heard about it. It was crazy. Did he he has like three three things. It was nine things. Nine things. Three or four of them were about God. He's like, you have a soul and you need to protect it. Yeah. And then he'd do something funny to kind of ease the mood. Yeah. It's like because everyone in Hollywood's like, oh yeah, we have a soul. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool though. He got a lot of claps. Yeah. I don't know if he's been in any films since, but. He's a I mean, really that's actor. people respond to truth, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're either going to be like, oh, this guy's weird, mm-hmm. or you're going to, like, react well to it. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the crowd who were, you know, like the Ariana Grande's, like, all right, sit down, Chris Pratt. But then you have the Jim Caviezel's of the world who do oh, yeah. great things, and they speak their minds and their consciences, and then they don't get hired again, you know? Yeah. Like, he has to come to St. Thomas to get, I mean, we're paying him a lot of money. But this is his job now. He's not an actor. Yeah. He's like a speaker going around to these places. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a, just a mess, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to speak your mind. People want you to speak your mind. But when you say Jesus, like people are like, okay, talk about anything but not Jesus. Not that mind. <laughs> okay. You're too far. Well, you're it's too far interesting because, you know, I'm sure they'd be fine if you were like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm. A Buddhist, I'm not going to practice that. Or uh-huh. it's Yom Kippur, I can't cut a w- work today. Or even some Christian, I mean, Christian holidays are built into the system. Our, they are. Our society is so Christianized already that, you know, yeah. Easter, you know, you, you're not working. Uh-huh. Christmas, you're not working. Yeah. Even Thanksgiving. No, it's really cool. And we, um, actually, which was something that was really funny, um, at Ecolab, we... Um, decorated bags for Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. So we had this like social activity where we um, just do something. So we were all coloring on these bags. And it was super funny watching these people, watching like my coworkers color. You know, like these top analysts are like coloring. <laughs> and it literally like... Just crayons. <laughs> Dang it. This one guy, yeah, they literally have crayons. And they're just like drawing like a house with stick people. With like the full and fist. it's just, it, yeah. <laughs> but what was super interesting to me or sad, they were like, um, we deliver to people of all religions. So... Um, please refrain from saying anything from Merry Christmas to even Happy Holidays. What you did can, you say? I literally, they, they said, say Happy Winter. 
<laughs> and I was literally like, that's, okay. It's not happy. No. That's, you're that's not celebrating is, the season. Yeah. Happy winter when everything is dead and it's yeah. cold. <laughs> you might be homeless. Happy. Happy now. Be happy. Yeah. No, that's... It's... Yeah. That's one of those things that reminds me of like the gender unicorn where you you can't... Do not offend anyone. Yeah. Not even the gingerbread man. It has to be a unicorn. Yeah. It, it, can't, it has to be something you doesn't even exist for it to not be offensive. I know. It's just... It's annoying. That's where we're at. Yeah, I know. And even like, even on my emails, it, it's kind of weird because it's, um, it's, you kind of feel weird bringing up Christmas now. Yeah. And it's just like, you, it's you hard. weaponized yeah. a holiday. Yeah. And it's like, it, I feel awkward saying Merry Christmas to someone. And their face is, oh, you're, you're one of you're one of them. But it's like, that's what everyone's thinking. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thinking, oh, oh, like, it should be Christmas. It should be Christmas. I'm going home to my tree. I'm going home to my yeah. family and my presents. Yeah. That I celebrate Christmas yeah. at. I'm going to celebrate that baby Jesus. Well, actually, I was just watching this movie with Kate, and it was, uh, it's called Captain Fantastic. It's, it has Viggo Mortensen in it. I've never heard of it. He is the guy who played Aragorn, so you can picture oh, that. Yeah, cool. It's really cool. I think it came out last year, 2016, but it's about... This guy, I actually don't know his name, but he's he's a father of a family of six, seven kids, and they grow up in. Oh, I heard yeah, about that. I yeah. heard Nick Red was telling me about. It's this. really cool. He's like raised. They're they're kind of like off on a farm, and yep. then they go into society. Mm-hmm. He makes them into like philosopher kings and queens because they're, he's they're, he's training them in Marxist ideologies and all these like philosophic traditions, and it's it's really interesting because. Um, you know, it's a, it's out of a great intention, and you know he trains about like religion and spirituality and all these things. And he's making them into elite athletes, and but at the same time, it's it's like the shadow version of it to yeah. speak in kind of archetypical terms because he's Vigo's character. I forget his name, but the dad, the dad of the family, is so controlling, and he like you can really see his biases when it comes to things like religion and having a like normal functioning society because he he's back in like the um, postmodern, yeah. neo-Marxist, sort of like everything is just power related. And when it comes, he like when he clashes with people in society, it's all about power in his eyes. Uh-huh. I haven't finished the movie yet, oh. so we'll see what happens. But it's it's really cool because it made me think about what were we just talking about? Just uh, the society yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it's become the weaponization of it. And he he goes to the extremes and like you know they're they're uh, they're very smart. The kids are all brilliant and yeah the movie portrays and like kind of uh, compares them to their cousins who are in public school and they're just uh-huh. Xbox addicted <laughs> kids who are, you know, they got braces and they're the classic just classic movie. teens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a fantastic movie. Captain yeah. Fantastic. That's so cool. I was, um, I actually heard this is kind of a segue into like the youth. Mm-hmm. They said how young people like studies show, I heard this on the radio, so I don't know what, what the study is. But they said um, kids that are spending over two hours on technology a day, mm-hmm. which is pretty easy for, for youth. It's so easy. It, it, it transforms the frontal cortex mm-hmm. of the brain. So the kids' attention spans decline. They're less creative. And it, that's just scared me so much hearing that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how numb 
people become. It's it's frightening to, just to think how malleable, like you're saying, the brains are because yeah. you, you know we're not actually you and I aren't actually formed. We're not 25 years old. Yeah, that's when our brain stop. is still forming. And the neuroplasticity of all these like connections. And if you all day, if you're making, you know, it's kind of the you are what you eat thing. The yeah. adage like, well, your brain is what you do, and and this is what Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about. He's like, there are literally unlocked potentialities of what who you could be if you just did different things. Like if you yeah. were to go in a new area of confrontation or go skydiving or do things that like you literally have not done before, new parts of you, your brain, your neurons would connect and they would form. And that's crazy that's to think. That's so cool. But if all day you're just doing, watching Dora or yeah, playing yeah. the same like Lego racers game that my yeah. friend's uh, little brother does. I mean, it's also very hard to balance because it as a, an, an adult, you're addicted. We were talking about this last time. I referenced uh, the I don't have social media, I'm still here guy. Yeah, that you yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah, that, that talk, yeah. But that's so hard to do, and I, f- I got my damn phone right here. Get out of here. Nope. <laughs> Be free. I, I feel like I'm totally addicted to it. Uh-huh. It's no, in my it's pocket. A, it's an addiction, and actually something that I um, decided to do, you can turn on, like, you can schedule Do Not Disturb. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I schedule it from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Really? Yeah, and I block all my apps from um, midnight to... 9 a.m. Mm. So in the morning, I can't go on my apps. And I think that's just a way for me to wake up and actually wake up mm. without um, having all these influences, you know. And I can kind of, like, stick to my work. But it's just, I mean, yeah, our brains, I mean, like, through learning and everything, like, when you're young, it's literally transforming yeah. our brains. I wish two things. Like, I, I love what you're saying there, Sean, because I wish I would have been, like, in Montessori or even homeschooled in some aspects yeah. just because I feel like I really would have excelled. I was uh-huh. such a brat and yep. a little rug rat and a punk in like from third to eighth grade just because I was so bored. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to learn things, but uh-huh. nope, there's John doing yep. Sitting with all the girls Weird and like all yeah. throwing rocks at windows. Yep. No, <laughs> I feel like I was, I was a slave to the school system. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, okay, Sean, everyone does this. You have to do it too. You know, and and I was, I mean, like, I feel like I was fairly smart, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt like prison to me. Mm. That, I've really heard great did. things about Montessori because it forces, it's kind of like Captain Fantastic. It forces the kid to learn and think critically because every time in the movie they'd say something or like one time one of his daughters used the word interesting. He's like, mm, no, use a different word. Like, wow. Disclaimer. And she was like four years old. So wow, it, yeah, it, cool. it's amazing. But then again. This is kind of, I, I think this is what I want to talk about. Is they didn't live human lives. They lived like robotic. And he was making them into adults, responsible adults at the age of four. And wow. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, you can't do that. And they turn out to be actually pretty harmed. And Yeah. Oh, this is why. They were celebrating um, Norm Chomsky Day. It's some <laughs> Marxist <laughs> from like the 20th century. I mean, I don't know. Noam Chomsky? He's a Russian. Yeah. But they were celebrating him instead of Christmas. And the guy's like, why can't we just be normal? Like, I know we're not Christians, but I just want to celebrate Christmas like a normal family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's hard because I was talking to my dad last night at the Bob Seger concert. Shout out Bob Seger. Shout out Mark. But we were talking about how to integrate technology and try to balance that in your life. And I was saying, well, there are some things you can't really compromise on, you know. 
Because you make small sort of, it's just like sin. You make small compromises, and pretty soon you're in like black. Yeah. You start with gray. You start with like you're saying, oh, it's seven o one. I know I'm on Do Not Disturb, but next thing you know, you're on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, you're Snapchatting, and that's how my brain functions. And I, uh-huh. I, I recognize that myself. You know, Sean's compromises may be different than mine. But yep. I can't. Like I have a line. You know. No, and I think you you have to know your line. Mm-hmm. And it, the th- the same thing with sin. Certain things lead others into t- into temptation, and certain things don't. You know, so you have to you kind of have to self reflect and know what you can handle. Oh, especially in a relationship again. Yeah, that's like what we were talking about right before the podcast. Or just yep. like, you know, certain uh, what are they called? Close encounters with sin or circumstances? Near occasion. Near occasion. There it is. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah you gotta you have to I mean some people can do that and some people don't can mm-hmm. you know some people. Like can have Instagram and can have Snapchat and don't fall into the, the slothfulness. That's true. Of it. Yeah, and these things, like we've said it time and again, they're not bad. But no, they're not bad. When you find like things aren't inherently bad in themselves, a gun isn't a bad thing. It's a man who kills with a gun. You know. Yep. It's but a, it's a tool. Instagram isn't bad, but when you're spending hours and you're comparing and yep. you're empty, then maybe you got to look. And I found I couldn't do that. So yeah. You know, mine is a bit more Spartan, a bit more uh, ascetic, you know, like cut and dry uh-huh. on situations like that. Yeah, it's crazy how, um, I actually saw this thing on Facebook, I, shout out to John Stockman, he mm-hmm. shared mm-hmm. this, I don't know if you saw it, um, but the Wall Street Journal had an article about um, loneliness, mm. and uh, they said that it's, um, it's just um, very destructive to human life. You know, and, it, oh, and yeah. if you're lonely, it's worse than, um, they compared it. They were like, it's worth, worse than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. and Physically? Physically. Whoa. And it's worse than drinking six drinks a day. Worse on your body. Oh, well, geez, that makes so much sense. It does. The book by Robert Sapolsky, uh, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, it's all about stress. Wow. It's like, I partially read it for class. I'm not the most astute <laughs> reader, but basically his premise is like, you look at nature, and none of these animals are dying of stress. Yeah. It's humans. That's crazy. I've never thought of that. Well, like, literally all day we are engaging our sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is sitting in, like, what that's signaling to our bodies. Fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight. Yeah. Anxiety, fight or flight. And yeah. realistically, like, uh, why do you think there's such a huge, this is what I want to say, why do you think there's such a huge pushback from our culture to do things like meditate? Yeah. And to do these... Did I talk about this last time? I might have. I don't know. Uh, I'll just say it again. Because, like, you have all these draining technologies and, yeah. like, no one ever feels present anymore. Yeah. No one ever feels in the moment and all like, oh, God, I just want to be me- I want to be meditative. I want to be where I'm at. Yeah. And that's a great thing. It's such a good thing. Uh-huh. But it's like, the that's the foundation of prayer. It is. Is to be in the, the silence. State. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I think it's a wonderful thing that all these uh, yoga studios and the new age sort of kickbacks into getting in touch with the human spirit yeah. because like, Hey, that's one step closer. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think just even with sin, um, it was interesting. I learned this from my uncle, um, the bish. Yeah. Um, we were learning about, um, like, um, what the, the devil versus God, what the good and the bad powers do when mm-hmm. you're looking at sin or in when, or when you're turning away from sin, mm-hmm. because, um, the devil, when you're look like when you're turning, when you're self-reflective, and when you're turning towards God, God is rewarding your um, 
he's rewarding your heart and he's filling your heart with joy and consolation mm-hmm. and, and refreshment. Um, but the devil is nagging at your, um, nagging at your brain. You know, he's, he's lying to you. He's the king of lies. He's in your head. Mm. He's telling you, um, he's telling you that you'll never be enough. You're not, um, you're not doing good. Like this is all for nothing. Like what if, what if this is all for nothing? You know, he, um, the devil's in your head, you know? Um, but when you're facing sin, so when you're turned towards sin, it flips, um, where, um, the devil is rewarding your, your desires, mm-hmm. you know, where, whether it be towards good lust, desires, you know, yeah. or like, oh, this is good for you. This is good for you. Mm-hmm. But what God is doing is he, um, he starts putting thoughts in your head. But what, but what the devil is so good at is distracting us, distracting us. So we never have the time to think about our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you just, people go their entire lives um, distracted. So God is saying things, but they're just not hearing. So you see these moments where let's say you're driving home alone, um, and you just don't have the radio on and you just, um, you start contemplating your life and what's going on. You start thinking, reflecting, and that self-reflection, um, is God in your head. You Mm -hmm. know, when you're turning towards sin, telling you to turn around, you know, I think that's so important. Just two things jump out. I mean, I love, I love that you said that, Sean, because I've said this before. I think on the podcast when Brennan was quoting um, Nowen in the book Intimacy, when Nowen says, "Father Nowen," I forget his first name, Richard, maybe. Here we go. He said, "Boredom is isolation of experience." Yeah, it's where you see yourself apart from God's narrative and apart from God's adventure and uh, plan for you. So when you're yeah. bored, you know, like we can kick it. And I said this last time, we can kick it as friends and I'm not uh-huh. bored because I'm, I'm with fellows and yeah. I'm with people I love and like love is God is present. God is love. But lately how that's been happening in winter, I think, well, I know God works in concrete ways and in physiological ways. And we can uh-huh. assume that, you know, the evil one works in a very similar way. Like it's cold. It's winter. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we're we're going through seasonal affective disorder. The yeah. days are much shorter. Much shorter. We're not getting enough vitamins. We're not getting enough energy. You, you, like we need to eat and sleep more to become like more of a uh, what's that called? The balance. Mm, yin yang type. I don't know. That's like hemostat. <laughs> no, I don't know. Whatever. To get back to homeostasis. Homeostasis. Yes. Yes. To find that nice physiological balance, we need yeah. to actually do more. Uh-huh. And oftentimes that can lead to a more active mindset. And how this has been affecting me lately is like I ruminate and I brood a lot. And I'm thinking about like what you're describing, but it's alone. Yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, what, like if we're just thinking about work or yeah. our love life or just our life in general uh-huh. with God and in communion and with others. But when we're thinking and we're contemplating, that's great. And that's a form of prayer. But when you're doing it alone and when the evil one is forcing you, like, that's the shortest route to despair yeah. because nothing has meaning anymore. That's what I've been experiencing, especially in this cold, cold winter. Yeah. You know, when, like when you break off Christmas from winter, uh-huh. you say happy winter. When you break off God from your own thoughts. You it, just, it's no purpose. It's darkness. It's, it's darkness. It's nihilism. It's, and yeah. that's, how it, that's how it started. You look back at the roots, it's like, okay, God's dead. We've killed that, is, that which is strongest and most powerful, most uh-huh. majestic. Yeah. Now what? It's nothing. And I yeah. think of Sauron when he says, 
there is no life in the void. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy. I don't know when the the winter solstice is. Twenty first. Of December. Mm-hmm. It is oh, I'm getting chills right now. It's it's crazy because um Jesus is the light of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and he comes at the darkest, mm-hmm. close to the darkest time of the year, you know? And it's like and then the days are long and and you're um oh, what was that? <laughs> and um yeah, when it's they're rumbling down the below. Rumbling, and the the star of Bethlehem and just all of the the symbolism there. Yeah. Of God being the light. I agree and I'm thinking I love how my mind goes to the Lord of the Rings because I'm I'm thinking back to the Battle of Osgiliath when Sam is saying to Frodo you know like there is some good left in this world and it's yeah. worth fighting for. Yeah. And after the night like just this just this motif this it's all about after the darkest night, that's when the, the star shines the brightest. Uh-huh. And in winter, when we're experiencing this depth of isolation and boredom, or whether it's we're just like actually depressed, like that, after the end of this night, you know, the sun will rise. The sun will rise. Yeah. S O N. The S O N. But uh, yeah, even kind of tying it into Advent, uh-huh. that, I think that is, you know, this is a penitential season. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Lent. And whether we're making. Um, excuses in our lives to not fast or to not give alms or not um, sacrifice in some way. I think the Lord does put, you know, winter in a, yeah. as a penitential way uh-huh. because we all have to become more reflective. Yeah. Like we heard in the gospel last weekend, you know, we, in Isaiah, we have to make the mountains and the valleys and we have to level them out. So yeah. we have to look for the things in our lives that are mountains that are obstructing our view from God and you know, even if we don't do that naturally, he does that for us uh-huh. because we're searching for him. No, I totally agree. We're looking for these things and it's like, oh, in my life when I do that, oh, wait, one of those mountains is isolation and despair. Yeah. I, that's where I just go to. That's uh-huh. a blocking my view from God. Uh-huh. How does he level that out? Yeah. And I, I love what you said, how um, the, the light shines brightest in the darkness. Um, it, like it literally does. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting. Just that like this week has been crazy for me i just feel like i just got knocked in the teeth this week just like with stress and work and sleep i feel like i haven't slept at all this Mm -hmm. whole week you know and that just um destroys my prayer destroys my motivation to pray and to Mm -hmm. um to really surrender and trust you know and it destroys my relationships with those around me right because it's just you yeah because it's just me all about me yeah, and I, I just I just self loathe, you know, and mm-hmm. and kind of just like, oh my gosh, I need to I need to catch up on sleep, I need to catch up on work, I need to do all that stuff, and and it's interesting because when I have a conversation like this, or when I have a great night with Delexi, those just shine so bright to me, mm-hmm. and it and you're just like, oh, that is why, that's what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm going through this, and yeah. And it makes all the suffering and all the isolation worth it when you, you know, I love that line. You will always remember when you were found, when you were lost. Yeah. Or like when you, when, dang it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to phrase it, but like when you were lost, you will always remember that point when you were found. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a moment when you realize the truth and you mm-hmm. realize you see the light. The you eyes know? of Christ. And it's a life changing moment, you know? I can remember all of the times where I 
Christ was revealed to me, you mm-hmm. know, just the heart and the love of Christ was revealed to me. And, those and you just, were revealed to yourself. Yeah, and I was revealed more to myself, and those are just, yeah, life-changing moments. Mm-hmm. Which is That's yeah. all we got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, just going through this winter season, and I, I'm physically ill, and I want to apologize for the sniffling that uh, <laughs> on the podcast, but I think you're so right, Sean. It's like once one little plate falls that we were spinning over our heads, they all come tumbling down. Yeah. And that's so easy to fall into the, okay, well, it's just me now. God's dead. Yeah. God doesn't yeah. care about me. My relationships don't matter. Uh-huh. Life is meaningless. And that, that's how I've been experiencing things lately. Is yeah. as, as soon as you sever you know, the integrity of the relationship with God, whether it's society doing that with Christmas, whether it's me walking just like, oh, I'm going to pop in headphones. I don't want to yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, No, dude, I'm so there with you. Mm-hmm. It's um, just going back to Ignatian spirituality, kind of what I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the rule is, like, the if you're going to remember one rule of Ignatian spirituality, it's um, never make a spiritual change when you're in a state of desolation. Yeah. Um, and that just holds true to every single... Um, thing you do in your life you know if and if if it's hard if things are getting tough don't give up keep striving keep committing you know Mm -hmm. and i think i mean i fell off the wagon this week and you and it's been it's thursday you know yeah and it's crazy you just lose sight of things and um that's something that i try to live by but i i obviously do do not well, yeah, true that's that. a, that's a cool kind of tenet of the human mind is that you can't force yourself to do anything. Yeah. And, you know, like try making, it, it's hard with these like higher uh, echelon things like prayer and relationships, but even mm-hmm. try getting up every time the same morning and making your bed and like pretty soon that's going to fall out. Like, yeah. Psychologically, you can't have, like there's no, I don't know, willpower is kind of weird. Yeah, there's habits no, like, and reserve of willpower. It's it's a habit. It's it's your behavior that's built into this pattern. But yeah, you know, once you start to wear down that pattern, like we're saying, all these little insignificant ways they add up. Uh-huh. All these little decisions, or maybe not even decisions, but places you find yourself, uh-huh. and then pretty soon you're you're up to your neck in quicksand. Yeah, and it, it, it's just um, it's the training. You know, you you have to. Um, going back to Jordan Peterson, you have to tap into those parts of your brain and um, mm-hmm. form those parts of your brain to to make a habit. Right. And like in those dark times when habitually you're just saying, okay, well, it's darkness. I guess it's just going to be me alone, yep. just John. No, like that's that's the point in the dark time where you're saying, it's time for me to choose to make a decision to confront this reality yep. and say, I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be beautiful and fuzzy, but I understand I'm in darkness right now. I'm going to choose to say, I believe in a light. Yeah. I believe that this isn't my final circumstance. Yeah. No, that kind of relates to my day to day, actually. Yeah. Um, just this week has sucked. This week has sucked so much. Mm-hmm. Just like, I think it's snowed every day yeah. and it's been cloudy every day. Right. And I'm the kind of person that loves the sun, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, you're so I'm, close to it. I'm like, yeah, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the sun are great friends. High five. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, it's it's been a rough week and today like i've been working like nine hour days Mm. and nine or ten a lot but today i was just like you know what screw this 
I'm going to do a me day, you know? So I, I got up late. I got up at seven, super late. Slept Whoa. <laughs> I usually get up at five. So I slept in for two hours and I worked for six hours and I worked out and, you know, it was just more of a, like, a, I needed to, I needed to kind of just not like, you yeah, know, you, you know, like shaking, rest. shaking your head a little, uh-huh. you know, just waking up a little, you know, I don't know. It's, that has to like, I don't know. It's too easy to be in the university setting or at least in the 21st century American setting to be like, I can do exactly what I set out to do in the perfect manner. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's like the entrepreneurial perfectionist spirit yeah. that manifests in what we're talking about. It's uh-huh. like, I need to be perfect. No, you can take a day off. Yeah. Like that. Studying is exactly that way. 20 minutes on, maybe five minutes off. Uh-huh. Your brain works that way. Yeah. You're not a slave to yourself. It yeah. is, again, Jordan Peterson. You can't be a tyrant to yourself. Uh-huh. You need to be in a relationship. God's not a tyrant to us. Mm-hmm. If we're overstepping his bounds here, like if it's God not is not even a tyrant to us, I shouldn't be a tyrant to myself. Uh-huh. No, so, I totally agree with that. Winter. Yeah, winter is, uh, I love, I love winter. I like, cr- I like winter, but it's just, it's, I need to get one of those lights, you know? Oh, one yeah. of those like, JFK lights were just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. UV rays. <laughs> I need to get one of those you lights. You come back, just orange. <laughs> What's up, man? I went to Jamaica. <laughs> just put it in my little cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to like open the door to get in. You're wearing those little glasses. Hey. <laughs> I'm just wearing shades. Why don't people wear those tiny like... Gla- you know what I'm talking about? The like the just barely glasses. get fit over your like iris. <laughs> Those are hilarious. That should be the new Google Glass. Yeah, like little nipples on your eyes. It's so funny. Yeah, they're weird. It's so good. I love winter though. I think I yeah, just, I have such an affinity for the Starks of Winterfell. Winter is coming. Yeah, and there are all these like little adages. Yeah, they say you know like the. What are they? What does Ned say to Arya? He's like, the wolf runs fastest in the pack. Uh huh. Or even, well, this is what we had in, in our hockey team. We'd have shirts that would say, the legs feed the wolf. Or like, I don't know. All these <laughs> the woven <burn>. metaphors. <laughs> burn the boats. Yeah, burn and the boats, baby. The legs feed the what? The legs feed the wolf. So that was because he's running. You got to run to get your food. Gotta we got to run in the pack. I like that. I, I mean, like, now is the time. And the, like, you mm-hmm. can think of our ancestors saying similar things. Like, we need to survive as a, a whole, as a collective now. And yeah. that's winter sort of forces you into communion, right? Otherwise, the isolation, you spiritually die. Yeah, you, you do. would physically die if you're isolated in winter. Uh huh. So now, like, we're saying this is a penitential season. God, in some ways, maybe kind of sets it up the, the chessboard, so to speak, such that we have to go through this. And like understand ourselves or have it be forced on us that like I need people. Yeah. I need people around I need me. People. You, uh, yeah, no, you do see that desperation, you know, just in um in winter. And I mean like I love winter, just skating, just enjoying mm-hmm. the season. It's great. I mean, why wouldn't I? We're living in Minnesota, right. so it's like six months out of the year. I think I love winter so much because it connotes these memories of like warmth and family. Like uh-huh. you know, the outside is cold, but inside the coziness. It's cozy, and that that could be a, a you know another allegory for, or uh, it could be analogous for the spiritual life. You know, uh-huh. the outside, your life, you're suffering a little bit. Maybe yep. it's a sucky week for Sean, but uh-huh. inside, 
you're warm because you're you're with the Holy Spirit, you're with God. Yeah. And you're sharing with other people. Uh-huh. And it and it's so I mean, like, it, it's just like being by a fire, mm-hmm. you know, in the winter. I love that. You know, I love just going draw, home. Yeah, it just draws you in, mm-hmm. you know? Everyone's by the fire. Everyone's by, like, oh. The family. The family. La familia. Familia es todo. Do you ever watch Breaking Bad? No. The, oh, my gosh. I want to go back through that. That was such a fantastic show. Anyways, yeah. Uncle, no, not Uncle, Tio Salamanca, who was, like, this big drug kingpin, he'd always say to his, like, Hitman nephews or something. La familia es todo. And that you you see that sort of mm, idea in all of these big hitters, like um, Vito Corleone in The Godfather would say, or, or he's, "What does he say?" He's like, um, "You're not a man if you don't love your family." Uh-huh. And they juxtapose him in Godfather 2 with his son, Michael. And both of them were godfathers and very effective, but Michael effectively put family second. Uh-huh. And he ends up killing his... Like, literally, he ends up killing his family. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he ends up, like, sort of burning all the bridges. And uh-huh. he kills his family that way, too. Like, he kills the Corleone tradition by being all about himself. Yeah. Whereas Vito is still a vicious man in uh-huh. every sense of the word. But he was all about family. Like, he did it. The first scene... Or, like, the first move of him becoming Godfather. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is when he brutally, cold-blooded, kills, like, the one of the mean vigilantes of the streets of New York. And then he just goes, literally turns a corner, and then he starts holding his baby. And, like, yeah. he kisses his wife. And he's all about, the, like, the family. All about the family. And you see, it's it's in some ways twisted and beautiful. It's very It's kind of like sin. Uh-huh. But you see the, the drug lord saying, like, I'm doing this for my family. Uh-huh. Walter White does it for his family. But then... Yeah. It ends up becoming skewed, and that's sin for us. Like, yeah. Like we're saying way back, the devil puts these things in our mind. Like these are men who could quite literally be the devil. Yeah. Like the one scene, the Godfather. Again, spoilers. We we just got to tell them all about this. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's saying, Michael, at at the baptism. Yeah. Like Michael, like, do you reject do you Satan? Reject and it's just like, da da da. I do. He is Satan. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. They're like blowing up the car. I do. Oh man, The Godfather is such a great movie. I, that, I think things like that, Godfather and Breaking Bad, really expose you to evil. Yeah, and it shows. Well, these are like evil men, but you could uh-huh. that could be you. No, it it exposes, um, it exposes that side because there's a side of us that is evil. There's a side. Um, there's this book. Um, Jordan Peterson talks about it. Wow, this is a Jordan Peterson podcast. Ordinary it's called Man. Ordinary Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is a. I've heard about it. I haven't read it. Did you? Have you read it? No, it's on my list, but he talks about it all the time, mm-hmm. and the gulag mentions it all the time about yeah. how these ordinary humans yeah. in Russia or in Germany or in these places where evil has yeah, like come to police. place, how does it happen? Just one little step at yeah, a time. Yeah, one step at a time. These people are um, taking families, women and children out mm-hmm. in the streets and executing them and no it's horrific it's just they're throwing up and they're just i mean they're doing horrible things but they're ordinary men yeah you know and we we, you have to fight that you Mm -hmm. have to fight the demon inside of you and that that starts today and that starts with uh, like what we're saying full circle here yeah full circle the winter of your own heart the winter Uh of the season the winter of the spiritual life Mm-hmm. It happens with continual vigilance, and yeah. persistence, and patience. Yeah. This isn't a one-step thing. It isn't. It's like hastiness is 
I just it's like the best way to sin, you know. Yeah. Like I want it now. I want it now, God. Uh-huh. I just want to like pull this all together. So, yeah, we're talking please. about winter, mm. like winter, the desolation. Winter is coming. Like, it's interesting because it, the winter, like, really shows you what matters most, and you prepare for the winter. Very true. You know, let's say we're like um, out living on the on the farm. You know, you, you you harvest in the fall. You get all of the firewood. And you settle down. You hunker down. Who do you hunker down with? You hunker down with your family, those closest around you. And you surround yourself. You surround around the fire, you know? If it's Mm -hmm. a really cold night, you're all going to be sleeping around the fire. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. You need to to know what matters to you. And if you go out in the winter Mm -hmm. and isolate yourself, you're you're not going to be prepared. You're not going to have all the food. You're not going to have the firewood. And you need to find those routines. You need to be stoking the fire, keeping the fire well Which tradition lit. tradition has told us already, like, this is yeah. how you do it. This is how you do it. And every single year, winter is going to come. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like our spiritual lives. You know, when we're up, when we're on the mountaintop, like, it's inevitable that we go down. You know, unless it's the transfiguration where you're taken from the mountaintop, <laughs> you know. But it's like, we're going we're gonna to go down. I and see that snowy valley coming. The snow always comes the winter always comes but what always comes the spring mm-hmm. always comes the light at the darkness the light and christmas is what four three days after the darkest day of the year so yeah. you have to get through the darkness mm-hmm. and then god is there mm-hmm. you have to get through the the horrible parts of the winter mm-hmm. the darkest day of the year right and uh yeah and that's through paying attention to yourself mainly, paying attention to God, uh-huh. um, His creation, seeing these things around you and being observant and speaking up. And yeah. I, we could talk about this for hours and we years, but I honestly think winter, that's why I love it. It's a challenge. Uh-huh. It's a challenge. And it makes you harder. And like, it's sort of, it's the crucible in some ways because sink or swim, man. You're, you're going to go through the season. It's a test. You're gonna it's come, a test. Yeah, you're going to come out a, a stronger person, uh-huh. a better person. Yeah, and spring brings Closer life. To God. You know, mm-hmm. spring is life, and you know all the animals are being born. Right. You know. Well, that makes me think like it's, so much of our world is trying to make things uh, easy. And uh-huh. They're trying to make things comfortable and safe, and yeah. like the the harsh, painful reality is that reality is not safe. Yep. It's horrifyingly. Um, it's 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 abyssal, and uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever experienced things like this, where they they describe it as they they describe it as when time slows down. Uh-huh. Like I've had this happen twice. One time, my dad fell off a roof. What? And another time, my good friend Ann Lacoco, we were in um, Colorado together, and she flipped an ATV. Well, it was a side by side. It was safe, uh-huh. but it was it fell on her. Oh my God! It was, yeah, it was so close. Yeah. Then we prayed, and like she would have died, but. Oh, shout out to Anne. She was fine. Like she was walking. Oh, and what? Yeah. It basically, I we were driving down this hill. I was in one our um, side by side Polaris Ranger, and I turned around. The other one, I'm just like, oh, and I can still picture it. But uh-huh. it was one of those moments where just time. Yep. And yeah, when you encounter the horrific reality, like how complex and how strategic we have been, and that we humans have been in the past to like make. Yeah life comfortable and squishy uh-huh. when it's not uh-huh. and when you kind of break through that film and you say like oh my goodness this is deep and dark and uh-huh. disturbing yeah 
it wakes you up, wakes up to the reality that winter is here. And you, I mean, you you have to get through it mm-hmm. though. You can't it's be not safe. Like you can't turn around. I can't. We can't turn around and go back to fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Again, you think of Ned Stark. He says you can only be brave when you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can only be strong when like things are placed on you. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. I and mean, in some ways, like, yeah. He places these burdens on us, and like we're not the ones carrying it. It's Christ. He says, "My burden is light, my yoke is what is it? My burden is heavy, my yoke is light." I don't like misquoting Jesus. No, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, his yoke. His yoke is. Uh, it's very light. I right? love that verse yeah. because, in some ways, you know, Nietzsche criticized Christianity for a lack of responsibility because they just yeah. say, "Oh, well, it's Jesus now," uh-huh. but. In you know existentially, that's what it's about because you can't suffer winter. You uh-huh. can't take that on by yourself. Uh-huh. You need God, and once you have that, then you're equipped and you're surrounded. Yep. And the interesting thing about the yoke is that um, back then, when mm-hmm. they when you get a new um, ox, yeah, the the yoke have two have two um, ox on it. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is on one end. Oh yeah, and so when you get a new a new um, uh, ox, mm-hmm. you chain it, you yoke it up with an experienced ox. There you go; it's in communion. And Jesus is the experienced ox, and he's talking about his yoke. Like, take my yoke, take like join me in, right. in lifting this Here's burden. Here's your cross. Here's your cross. Lift this cross with me, and I will show you the way. Well, think how humble our Christ is. You know, he didn't even carry his own cross by himself. Yeah. Simon helped him. Uh-huh. Like our God comes to us in the form of a, a supposed piece of bread. Yeah. He came as a baby. Yeah. A little baby. He was born in a manger, and he didn't even carry his own cross by himself. I know. Wow. It's, That's why we can't do it in, alone in winter. No, we can't. We cannot, baby. Let's go. We got it. We I don't mean, got it. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't, we don't I got need it. it. Yeah, and it's just crazy because this week... I was trying to rely on myself, mm, you know? And it's all all up in here. You're curved in on yourself. That's yep. what they call sin, curvatus. You're warped, man. You're, yeah. you're supposed to... I, Dr. Boyle said this, and I was blown away. Mm-hmm. It's like man is the only creature that's built to look upright. It's uh-huh. built to observe the heavens yeah. and built to contemplate the stars and the greater yeah. things. And that's why he says, and if you imagine a human bending over, that's why he says... Sin is curved because you're warping your nature. Yeah, and you're looking down. And you're and looking you're... to the earth like an animal. Uh huh. And down at yourself. Down at yourself. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and then and then you fall. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you watch a runner like fall, they start curving over themselves when their head their head gets like in front of their feet. Right. I mean, like I'm just imagining like mm-hmm. AFV. You know, yeah. <laughs> like once yeah. you start yeah. curving. <laughs> You lose your equilibrium, mm-hmm. and and you your feet aren't catching up with you. And not to say it's you shouldn't like fall or okay, I'm not going to advocate for sin, but like to say sanctity is turning back and, and it's looking back up and it's apologizing, it's confessing, it's uh-huh. reconciliation to that communion, that friendship that God offers us. And yeah. It's that beautiful understanding that oh wait, I'm in doo doo here. I'm alone. Yeah. In winter in the woods, mm-hmm. in the darkness. Come light. You need something. You need someone, you know? Well, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about the apostles today. And even at the darkest moment when Jesus was suffering the most, they left. All of yeah. them. John came back. Uh-huh. And he's that's like he's the difference between... He's the poster child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the difference between 
Judas and John could have been the same. Judas uh-huh. didn't. He he left himself isolated. Yeah. And I always, I don't know, I feel pity for him because the way he's portrayed in some Gospels and also in Mel Gibson's movie, uh-huh. it's like he was super torment, tormented. Yeah. And oftentimes, maybe it's in my own life, it's like, pride or fear of oh, I don't want to turn and like apologize to the person or I don't want to re- reconcile with XYZ because I'm afraid or you know he's tormented and he, he runs out into the desert alone yeah. and he dies there uh-huh. versus uh, all, every other apostle even Peter and he's, he's confronted by Jesus after the resurrection like Peter um, he says agape yeah, do you love me like a, a brother that we talked about agape versus and then finally he says or yeah, it, twice the three times he's Jesus asks the three different to love me. Love. The first two, actually, the first two are, are agape, uh-huh. which is where Fe- like yeah. will you give yourself for me? Uh-huh. The third one, Peter always responds with philia, yeah, which is yeah, you're my brother, dude. Like I love yeah. you. And then finally, Jesus meets Peter where he's at. He says the third time he says, the Greek is actually like philia. Do you do you love me as a brother? He says yes. And then they go from there. Yeah. So God will meet you if you give him. Yeah anything and that's why it's so important in this winter yep. in this darkness to just give a little bit a little bit yep. to someone else and I know. escape the bounds of your own mind because it's so easy to make the wintery or to find our little uh hearth our, our home our fire Earth. within ourselves yeah and that, and that doesn't bad. that doesn't suffice for the longevity of this winter, you know? Yeah. Like, especially Minnesota. I mean, like, the winters are long, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe we can make it for a little bit, but we need others. We need those yeah. around us right. to you, support you know, us. You can talk theologically, like, well, sin does this to you, but in yeah. reality, if you were to do this by yourself, going all the way back to the self, all the way back to the beginning, like, if you were to do this by yourself, not even speaking theologically, you are going to hurt yourself. Yeah. This is just not smart. And death. Death comes with loneliness. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about in the beginning. Oh, my gosh. The suicide rate is so high. It is. No one talks about it. No one talks about it. I think it's like 80, upwards of 88, maybe even upwards of 90% of gun deaths are suicide. Yep. They're not mass murders. And it's, They're I mean, men, men are 2.3 times more likely to commit suicide than women. Yeah, it's it's the heart of a man that, you know, it's not good for a man to be alone. No, it isn't. It doesn't even have to be marriage, but it, it's communion. It is communion. And it's finding those around you that are going through things with you. Because mm-hmm. everyone's human. Everyone's going through a winter of their own. Right. You know? And we can say, like John Bellion, I'm so sick of being human. That's okay. Like, over time, you, you we start to love the winter. We start to love... Uh-huh the new depths of isolation because you know you recognize oh it's really dark that means it's gonna be really light yeah yeah i mean it's interesting because i like to i love um thinking about like religious like converts you know converts to the faith they have such a fire you know you see it like eric Mm -hmm. he has such a fire Mm -hmm. because he saw what it was like when he was in darkness, you know? Exactly. And he knew it, what it was. And that makes him appreciate it so much more, you know? He make, that makes you appreciate it. Like, if I'm eating steak every night, eating, yeah. going out, you get fat. You get plump. Like You're like, you, you get idle. You get numb, Yeah, you know? And sooner or later, it's just going to become numb to you. But, it, but if you've been prudent mm-hmm. 
and you've been in the darkness and you've been eating like what, like tilapia, horrible, like fish, you know, and you have a steak, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I think of King David and like kind of the reverse of winter, he was in summer and he was uh, just idle. That's when he had his affair with Bathsheba. 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 And I agree totally back to that statement. You will always remember when you were found, when you've been lost for so long. Yeah. So, dude, this has been crazy. Wow, we went full circle. Like eight different times and eight different circles. I feel like we like, we like started out with like eight strings and then we just tied one big knot, you know? Yeah, I might have to like rethink what we went through again. So we were talking about isolation, stress, winter, literal December right now, loneliness, Uh and then how that affects our souls Trying and to go relationships. Through it on your own. Yeah. Darkness being found, light, Lord of the Rings, books, Jordan Peterson. Jordan, a lot of Jordan Peterson. Responsibility turning back to God. The Godfather. Like the Godfather. Vito. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie, give us Beto. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Breaking Bad. La Breaking Familia. Bad. Going back to the heart of the, no, the hearth. Why can't I say the fireplace? The hearth. Hearth. <laughs> that hearth. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. So, how long we got? Um, we're at 47. That's pretty good. Yeah. Too typical nowadays. Uh huh. Well, yeah, Jake couldn't make it today. Uh, he's doing business and law stuff. He's. Oh, yeah. Pray for him with clip and sip. Uh, he's just. He's going for patent, it. Patent, I think. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing some great things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love that. He's so enthused about it. I know. He's killing it. Eric will be back next week, so uh-huh. guys, tune in. Yep, this is kind of the. This is supposed to be like more of a downer cast, I would say. But hey, but the light, I mean, the, there's coming. light, you yeah. know. And, and next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about the light. We're gonna talk about God becoming man, right? And yeah. we're gonna. It's so important to understand the depths of yourself, and like uh-huh. you don't need to go through sin to realize how evil it is. Uh-huh. You don't need to study sin, but you need to know what it is. You can't be naive. Yeah. It's a you difference between naive. naivety, naivete, and innocence. Like yeah. Innocence is a virtue. Uh-huh. But, but I think um, what was interesting with, with that movie that you were talking about, Mis- um, Mr. Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. Um, just there is naivety when, you, when you've been away from everything yeah. for so long. Yeah, and he wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't trying to make them innocent. He was trying to uh-huh. make them brilliant. And he, uh-huh. the one kid who got into like Harvard, Yale, uh, Columbia got into all these schools because he, he's like 18. He's the top shot. He goes, like, I don't know anything about anything unless it's from a book. <laughs> and Vigo's character is like, all right. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I recommend that movie so high. I want to watch it. I haven't even finished it. Wait, let's let's watch it this week yeah. and then talk about it. Yes. Okay, we'll talk about it next class. Next, the next class? <laughs> We're in We're a classroom. In a classroom. <laughs> Yeah, shout wow. out to St. Thomas for these cool classrooms. Yeah, and the swivelly chairs. But thanks for staying with us, guys. Yeah. Please give us some shout outs or uh, Facebook things about emails, what you guys want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, you know, we did one of those Q&A sessions before. No, we haven't done a Q&A, but I think it no. would be great to get some more songs. Yeah. We'll do a song next week. Mm-hmm. We'll pull out. I would a love song. to hear from the listeners, like, "Oh, do this song. This is a cool yeah. one in my life." But we'll we'll start going. Yeah. But uh, thanks for hanging with us. And this is Sean. And this is John. Thanks for chilling. Yeah. Winter's coming. See you next week. <laughs>